In following a sort of mini-series that has extended into a longer series on growing in Christ, growing deeper, based on um, 2 Peter 3, uh, verse 18, when Peter, in his second letter, ends it by saying as his final words to the believers that he was writing to, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. And as believers, as followers of Jesus, uh, we want to grow in our faith. We want to keep growing and deepening in our faith. And sometimes uh, we, we know we're growing and that's great. Other times we, we feel we've got a bit stagnant and, and uh, other times we're feeling we're guilty because we're not kind of growing in the way that we would. But we all want to grow in our faith and have a deep desire to know Jesus better. And I believe that the Lord wants to help us in deepening our faith. And he has given everything that we need to grow deeper in faith. So this morning, I've just entitled this talk, Breathing. And uh, I just want to check that you can all breathe. Is that, so just take a, deep, uh, take a breath in. Take a breath out. Is that okay? You've been doing that ever since you came in, but you've not noticed it, probably. It's something we normally do without thinking, unless there's a problem. And up until our birth, we receive all our oxygen, all the oxygen we need through our mothers, through the umbilical cord. But when we're born, our lungs are filled with fluid, and they're not yet inflated, but normally in the miracle of birth, and the grace of God, we normally take our first breath within 10 seconds of delivery. And breathing becomes automatic. And it's a good thing it does. Because if you're as forgetful as I am, <laughs> that would have dire consequences. Today I want to look at four simple things that will enable us to grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. On the Alpha course, um, when people do come to faith in Jesus, I'm often asked, well, how, how, where do I go from here? What do I do? How, how might I grow in, in my faith? And in, in our after Alpha courses, we begin to read the Bible together. We begin to pray together out loud. We ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And we begin to worship together. And I want to suggest that these just four simple things are something that we need to keep at the forefront of our discipleship and make them as normal as breathing. So Bible reading is breathing in. Prayer, breathing out. Being filled with the Holy Spirit, breathing in. Worshipping as breathing out. So I just want to try, if I might, inspire you again to delve deeper into these wonderful, simple, spiritual disciplines that will help us to grow. So firstly, the Bible. And I want to pass a Bible round, um, the whole church. So uh, just have a look and pass it round. You can't read it unless you read Korean. It's a North Korean Bible. It's banned in North Korea. If you are found looking at that book, you will be arrested. Your parents might be arrested. Your children might be arrested. You might even be killed just because you have that book. That is so precious. I'll come back to that in a bit. 
The Bible has been described as our greatest earthly treasure. On her coronation day, Queen Elizabeth II was handed a Bible with the words, we present you with this book, the most valuable thing this world affords. Wow. Reading this book will make us stand stronger, grow deeper in Christ, walk with more joy, and be a blessing to the world. That's why it's such a battleground. That's why it's banned in so many countries, because it's so powerful. Here is an introduction to a Bible that I found inspiring. Just listen to the words. Let them just um, float over you. The Bible contains the mind of God and the state of man. The way of salvation and joy for believers. Read it to be wise. Believe it to be saved. Practice it to be more like Jesus. It contains light to direct you, food to nourish you, Comfort to cheer you. It is the traveler's map, the pilgrim's staff, the pilot's compass, the soldier's sword, and the Christian's charter. In it we read that paradise is restored, heaven opened, hell disclosed. Christ is at its center and circumference. It should fill our memory, rule our heart, and guide our feet. Read it slowly, frequently, prayerfully. Sometimes we forget just how precious it is. That's why I wanted to pass around that North Korean Bible. It is so precious to the North Korean Christians that they often bury it in the ground away from their homes, hidden from the authorities, because if it were to be found in their position, they would lose it. That's their worst fear. They would lose it. Imagine that being your worst fear, that you could be arrested, imprisoned, killed, but their worst fear is they would lose it. I have 30 or more of them at home. All different translations, some in different languages, some in Hebrew, some in Greek. I'm afraid my Hebrew and Greek, well, my Hebrew never get off the ground at all at Bible college. Greek did a little bit. Someone has said, the Bible to our souls is like oxygen to our lungs. What breathing in does for us physically, reading the Bible would do for us spiritually. In an uncertain world, God has given his actual words that we can go back to again and again and again. Among the shifting sands of life and the, the mess of this world, the Bible remains the same. And it is truth. I want us to find the joy once again of reading the scriptures. Start again. If it's become a chore, start again. Lay it down. Start again. Whether it be for five minutes or more, but begin in the New Testament. Read again the words of Jesus. We've encouraged our Alpha group to read John's Gospel. You know, if you presented a whole Bible and said, would you read this during the Alpha course? They'd just say, ha, ha, ha. John's Gospel. Let's get back to reading the Bible regularly. Whatever that time needs. And I know we're all busy in different things. If you want to go deeper into study, 
Edward and David are starting um, something called Depth, which will run for uh, five sessions, and the first session is coming up um, at the end of November. And that's on the notice sheet if you'd like to come along to those evenings. They're going to be looking at the Bible and uh, going in deeper depth in that. And there are so many resources that we can use. So back to our original metaphor, reading the Bible, breathing in, praying, just breathing out. We have everything we need to grow deeper in God, deeper in the gospel, deeper in the love of Christ. And prayer is a gift. It's the way we develop a relationship with God. It is so simple, a child can do it. It's the way we just speak to God in our everyday lives. The one who has made us for relationship. And that amazing relationship is just available in prayer. It's the most amazing relationship we can have. And it should be as natural as breathing. Just talking to God at any moment of the day or night, as natural as breathing. Paul in Romans and Galatians tells us of the urge when we become believers to speak to our Heavenly Father because we are filled with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit witnesses with our spirit that we are children of God and we want to talk to our Heavenly Father. And it's the cry of intimacy, it's the cry of dependency. Amazing that we can approach God who is the creator of heaven and earth, almighty, and he loves us as his children and always is available for us to speak to always available about our own lives, about our situations, about the things that concern us, also about other things. And the Holy Spirit, even when we run out of words, interprets our very sighs and groans. He helps us to pray. And remember that Jesus also prays for us. That's in Hebrews 7, verse 25, that he ever lives to intercede for us. And remember that great resource that Jesus gave the disciples. We call it the Lord's Prayer. It's the disciples' prayer. Maybe we need to rediscover that prayer again. Not just to reel off, but to take time over that prayer that Jesus taught. To read it line by line and then fill in the blanks with our own prayers. Breathing out prayer. Truths that we have breathed in through reading the Bible, we can breathe out in prayer. We can breathe them out in prayer for others. Whether just on our own when we're praying or when we're meeting with them, can I encourage us to always, when we meet other believers, to say, how can I pray for you? How can I pray for you? Whether it's praying at our different meetings I said earlier it was such a privilege to pray at the Ukraine Hub on Monday. Praying in our Wednesday morning. You know, there's a tiny group of us that meets every Wednesday morning at 8 o'clock on Zoom. Everyone's welcome to join us. It's just a lovely half hour where we just begin the day in prayer. I know you pray in small groups. I know you pray in triplets and all those things, and I encourage all of that. Once a month, we gather together for a hungry meeting just to cry out to God. Again, that's on Zoom at the moment, but we're hoping in the new year to meet um, in person again. But above all, can I encourage us to just move through our days praying. Let it become as natural as breathing. 
Let God be your moment-by-moment Heavenly Father. So prayer becomes something that we do without even thinking about. Just as we wouldn't try and go through life holding our breath, let's not try and go through life without prayer. The next two breaths are being filled with the Holy Spirit and worshipping. Breathing in, breathing out. We will not grow in our discipleship by our own efforts. We will always get frustrated just by our own efforts. We need the Holy Spirit. And the wonderful thing is this, he is available always. And we are to go on being filled with the Holy Spirit. I know he fills us when we become believers, but we are to go on being filled with the Holy Spirit. Let it be a prayer every day. Fill me with your Holy Spirit today, Lord. For whatever lies ahead, fill me with your Holy Spirit. See, trying to do the Christian life without the power of the Holy Spirit is be like having a car with an engine under the bonnet and just like Fred Flintstone trying to move it with our feet. It's hard work. Holy Spirit is our first resource in everything. Only a life yielded to the Holy Spirit will produce the kind of fruit of the Holy Spirit that we would love to see in ourselves. Everything we know of God Everything we've known of Jesus we find in the Bible, that's why it's so important. The gift of prayer for developing that relationship, but also to just be filled with the Holy Spirit. We have been, as those who follow Jesus, supernaturalized. Not just with a pilot light on, but filled with the Holy Spirit. We are not on our own anymore. He is always with us. And Paul encourages us to go on daily being filled, breathing in the Holy Spirit. Finally, breathing out. Worship. Karl Barth, who was a theologian, uh, we studied at Bible College, amazing things that he wrote. And, but he summed up worship like this. Christian worship He said, is the most momentous, most urgent, most glorious action that a human being can do. Wow. I came across this story about Pliny the Younger, who who in AD 110 was appointed governor of Bithynia. It was a time of great persecution for the church, for the early church. Peter and Paul had both been executed some 50 years earlier. And from that time on, persecution of Christians had become not only uh, increased, but systematic. Christians were interrogated, abused, tortured, killed for their faith. And despite it all, the church continued to grow. And in a letter to his emperor, Pliny asks for advice on how to deal with what he called this contagion of superstition. That's what he called Christianity, a contagion of superstition that was spreading so quickly across the Roman world. And in his letter, he describes how he continues to interrogate the Christians, to execute many of them, and in his frustration, they continue to grow and multiply. And interestingly, 
which is what I found interesting studying for, for this week. He cites as the conclusive evidence of their faith and loyalty to Jesus is worship. What marked them out to Pliny was not what they believed because they could believe that in secret. But he could not stop them worshipping. Even as they were led to their deaths, they sang. Even as the lions were set out in the arena, they sang of their love for Jesus. They sang out their faith. They refused to stop worshipping. And it's what gave them away. What a challenge to me, maybe to you as well. When, and this is a joy, isn't it? When we gather together to worship together. I think we take this for granted sometimes too. Do you know what I missed? Well, I missed lots of things during the lockdown and everything, but worship, corporate worship. It's, thank God for Zoom. No question about that. It's not the same singing at a screen. And you, you all looked wonderful, but it just wasn't quite the same. And, and just being in the presence of God's people, in the presence of the Holy Spirit who moves amongst us and inhabits our praises when we worship him, who delights when we lift up the name of Jesus because that's what he does. And he continually just points us to Jesus and points us to Jesus and he moves amongst us and he does things as we gather together. Going back to North Korea... The believers still gather in ones, twos, and small groups, sometimes in the forests, and they worship. Nothing can stop them. It's as vital to them as breathing. Let's make worship as natural as breathing and as important as breathing. I have met dear Christian brothers and sisters who have given up on gathered worship. And we miss them. And I know that some are missing here because they just cannot get here. They're, they're frail and old. Pray for folks like Tony and Muriel, Terry and Janet. They would love to be here, but they just can't be. And what they miss most is just worship together. If you can remember, send them a card, will you? Just say, we miss you, we're thinking of you. You're still part of us, though you can't be with us. And there are others. There is something truly wonderful about gathered worship. Let's not give up meeting together, it says in Hebrews 10, verse 25. As we desire to grow in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus, let's breathe. Breathe in reading the Bible again. Breathe out our prayers. Breathe in the Holy Spirit. 
breathe out our worship. Let it become as natural to us as breathing. And we will find ourselves more in love with Jesus, closer to Jesus, more like Jesus, just through those simple things. Amen. Amen. We're going to um, worship. And um, we've got some songs that just focus on this theme uh, that I'd like us just to spend some time and just allow the Holy Spirit to come and fill us afresh. And then we'll move towards sharing communion together because this is something that we do that enables us to grow in faith. Do this in remembrance of me, said Jesus. When he shared that meal with his disciples, reflecting on the Passover, and he took the elements of the bread and the cup, and he talked about a new covenant, a new agreement between heaven and earth that was sealed in his blood. This is precious. Whenever we do it, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So let's worship together. Feel free to sit or stand, kneel, however you want to respond in this a few moments as we use these songs to worship. But let's just pray together. Holy Spirit, would you come and breathe upon us now? Would you fill us as the air fills our lungs? Would you fill us? Would you do that amazing work of confirming how much we're loved by you? For those who are feeling just a bit dry or empty, Lord, would you fill again? For those who are feeling that they don't know if you love them, would you just pour your love upon them? Would they know how much you mean to them, that you came and died for them, to forgive them and give them a new life? Would you come minister to each one of us now by your Holy Spirit? We can't live without you, Lord. So Father, we honor you we worship you, Lord Jesus, we honor you, we worship you, Holy Spirit, we honor you, we worship you. Come fill this space, fill our lives, fill your church in these moments. In Jesus' name, amen.